0: Today we're discussing page 34 of The Revenge of Kang. This single page constitutes chapter 12, entitled The Well of Pain, and if you take a certain path through this adventure, a lot has been leading up to this moment. In some playthroughs, our heroes will evade the Kokri and just wander around this shitty pocket dimension without involving themselves with the Kokri's horrible little culture. In other playthroughs, as we've seen in following uh, Ford's Furies through this story so far, our heroes will be captured by the Kokri and subjected to a series of ordeals, which they will ace, and the Kokri will love them, and then they will go forth to the rest of the plot, fully exonerated, even venerated. However, in other playthroughs, like the one we are about to wrap up here with the secret zoomers, our heroes will not be so lucky. They will be captured by the Kokri, and either because of a poor performance at their trial, or because they simply lacked the emotional and intellectual fortitude to put up with the Kokri for even one more second and tried to bust out of their cell before the trial, they were sentenced to death. And so, after attempting escape, after attempting to defend themselves at trial, after possibly trying to defend themselves in ordeals, after another attempted escape, our heroes at last find themselves at the fate they were trying to avoid, the Kokri's favorite form of execution, the Well of Pain. Quote, the Kokri solemnly lead you out to a point located on the fringe of their encampment. At this point, you see a huge transparent bubble half buried in the sand. The bubble you hear the Kokri referring to as the, quote, Well of Pain. One of the Kokri begins speaking. Infidels are executed here in the Well of Pain. You still have one hope, strangers. If you survive the Well of Pain, our laws declare you innocent. But only one person has ever survived, the warrior Kerak, a man that to this day we honor as one of our greatest warriors. You are then led to a small hatch. The Kokri open the hatch and force you to enter. And you may be thinking, like hell they do, but as the judge's text here is quick to point out, they definitely do. There are twenty Kokri here and remember that they've got that bullshit mental blast power designed for keeping player characters on the rails. Every Kokri has this ability, more on that later. So you're going in the fucking Well of Pain. And what do you see there? Quote As soon as the heroes enter the Well of Pain, they realize the bubble was once some sort of portable research laboratory. In the center of the bubble is a large control panel and lab table. And the players don't know this, but I'll go ahead and tell you the text says it was once used by the ancestors of the Kokri to study geothermic activity. When those ancestors were not drinking antifreeze and wildly overreacting to seeing snakes, that is. We have a map of the Well of Pain. I'll put it on the visual companion. Patreon.com slash Megadumbcast. Free for everyone. You can see the map of the Well of Pain. This is important today because the map actually disagrees with the text in a way that does matter. The text and the map agree on, like, a little round structure with a control panel in the middle and a lab table, and there's a little hole in the wall. According to the text, quote, On the round after the heroes are dumped into the well, a number of five-foot scorpion-like insects enter the bubble through a small opening near the floor on the side of the sphere opposite the hatch. However, the map of the Well of Pain has a little arrow pointing to what looks more like a grate in the floor or in a pipe coming into the room, and it's labeled, quote, snakes enter here. So it looks like at some point this was changed from snakes to giant scorpions as like the star attraction here in the Well of Pain. And that makes a big difference because these scorpions are like five feet long. Naturally, the way you want to defend yourself here is to bottleneck these attacking monsters. But there's basically no way you're going to keep a flood of snakes from coming through a hole. These scorpions, conversely, I mean, they're five foot long. My wife is also five foot long. I mean, when prone, I don't typically measure my wife by length, but for scorpion comparison purposes, she's five feet long. And if she were trying to crawl through a small hole into a room and I were in front of that hole, I, I reckon I could, Um, as I think about it, I definitely couldn't. I could not stop my wife, but that's because she is uh, number one, much more determined than I am. And number two, temperamentally much better suited to the use of force. But those are psychological factors. On a basic physical level, I figure my wife or a scorpion the size of my wife, physically I could block a creature that size from getting through a small hole in a wall. At least they would have to go through me first. They couldn't just kind of juke around me. If we are to believe the text on the page, what we're dealing with here are five foot scorpions. We're about to get stats for these scorpions, but first we get their motivation, quote, These insects live below ground and occasionally come up into the bubble in search of the food that the Kokri toss them whenever they conduct an execution. This kind of puts the legal system in a new perspective, first of all, because apparently the only time that there's anything to eat in this well is when the Kokri are executing someone, and yet within seconds of someone hitting the ground in here, there are the scorpions, and not just one scorpion, but lots of scorpions. To me, that means there are an awful lot of executions for such a small community, but even then, I'm not sure these scorpions are eating too well. Uh, More on that later. Motivation aside, the tactical situation is two of these scorpion creatures enter through the hole into the bubble every round, and there are a total of 20 of them. It says, quote, anyone who saw the chalk drawing on level four of the spire will recognize the insects. You'll recall that there's like a little chalk drawing of these monsters and then some warrior or something blowing a horn. These are those monsters, and that gives a clue about how to beat them. Uh, The Scorpions have basically good stats across the board. That's capital G good, like a rating of 10, except that they have feeble reason and typical psyche. They bite for excellent damage, which is pretty good, with excellent agility, which is fair, and they have typical protection from physical attacks. This is the same deal as the uh, Crows are and the T-Rexes that we fought back in the Weird Weird West, but fortunately nobody here is playing a gunslinger, so typical body armor should not prove to be too much of a problem. Any one of these Scorpions should not be a threat to even a pretty weak superhero team. The problem is that as they start to add up, they're taking all these actions, they're doing a pretty good amount of damage each time, they get a lot of opportunities to make attack rolls, even if their accuracy is only so-so, so they can become a threat. Now, the way we're meant to deal with this is to realize that we need a loud noise and to search the control panel for a means of creating that noise. Quote, anyone who spends two rounds analyzing the control panel during the battle and passes a good intensity reason feat roll finds the following circuits on the panel are still active. Emergency lights, warning siren, temperature controls, controls the temperature inside the capsule, radio communication, and computer link. Any other circuits which might have once been on the control board are now inoperative. Each of the operative circuits is connected to a battery socket located beneath the panel. Only one of these sockets actually contains a battery, emergency lighting. The other batteries have long since been removed. None of the operative circuits will function unless it is connected to the battery. It takes one complete round to disconnect the battery and move it to a new socket. The hero who is disconnecting the battery is unable to attack the insects during this round. It goes on to say the warning siren is the key to this. Obviously, you're supposed to turn on the siren, and that causes the scorpions to go back to the hole and retreat. Nothing else you can do with the control panel has any effect. So, I mean, this is fairly obvious. I think there's nothing really here to interact with but the control panel. Everybody's going to remember the chalk drawing where you saw somebody fighting these very monsters and making a loud noise. Not too hard to put together. However, the execution of this pre-planned cutscene solution actually takes a little while. Uh, it takes two rounds to analyze the control panel. Then a third round to unhook the battery from one position and into the other position to give power to the warning siren. Then on turn four, you can activate the siren, right? So that's four turns to get this done. And it could easily take five. Uh, There's a reason feat roll involved, which you might fail once before you make it. You might have some initial business to take care of before you analyze the control panel, like uh, trying to block the hole so the scorpions can't get in, or, you know, dragging some incapacitated member of the team out of the way, or getting a vulnerable member behind cover, or activating your own force field, or whatever. Lots of reasons this might take an extra round. The thing is, the Scorpions enter so slowly, they only come in two at a time, even with a team of four, like the Secret Zoomers, and there might be as many as six-player characters here, depending on the group. Each round, two of these things show up, and at least three superheroes just dogpile them. Considering that they have no special defenses, they're not smart enough to evade at all, they're vulnerable to ranged attacks, especially because they're basically coming in single file through this hole, so they're going to be very close to each other. I think any team can pretty much kill these scorpions as fast as they come in. So by the time somebody gets this siren working, the team should have killed 10 of these 20 scorpions. And given five more rounds, which is like 30 seconds, they should be able to kill the rest of them. So it's going to be a bit of an anti-climax. Like by the time the siren goes off, it's going to be clear that the superheroes aren't in any real danger here. And if you have anybody in your team who's got excellent or better body armor, they can really just tank these things, just stand in front of the hole and kill them one at a time. They've only got 40 health apiece, so it'll take a while, but Again, if you can focus fire on them, this shouldn't really be a problem. The biggest issue with this execution system, and and you can see how bad a method of execution is when the people who are being executed have the time and leisure to critique its efficiency, but we totally do. The secret zoomers are in an excellent position to just sort of stroke their little teenage chins, kill some scorpions, and really think about how this legal system works that they've become embroiled in. The problem is the scorpions come in so slowly and they're so outnumbered by the heroes. That's the problem. It's very weird that our heroes were all thrown in here together, but apparently this is just the way they do things here in Kokri society, which really makes me think about how the Kokri justice system works for the Kokri. Because, you know, our heroes are pretty good at killing these scorpions. The Kokri, though, remember, they've got that bullshit mind blast. There is no earthly reason that a Kokri cannot kill a scorpion every round almost without fail with that mind blast, which means that even if you drop two Kokri in here. If two people commit a crime together, the Kokri, Bonnie, and Clyde, they're finally caught after their rampage across this miserable pocket dimension. They get thrown in the well of pain. The two of them could just stand there, each of them touching their fingers to their temples, holding hands with their offhand, just killing scorpions together. You know, every round two scorpions come out, two scorpions die. Just kill all 20 scorpions. I mean, they could do this all day. Like unless there are enough scorpions that Kokri, Bonnie, and Clyde fall asleep, they they just can't die in here. I mean, and and what happens if you kill off the scorpions, as any group of at least two Kokri should be able to do if they are sentenced to death in the quote-unquote well of pain? Quote, if the heroes kill all of the insects or drive them off using the warning siren, the amazed Kokri will release them from the bubble and declare them innocent. From this point on, the Kokri will not interfere with the heroes, but will not help them in any way either. So if you kill all the scorpions, like all 20 scorpions, you're free to go. You're you're considered innocent as far as Kokri justice is concerned. That's the dumbest thing on this page in the context of the whole Kokri legal system. Because you may recall, Ford's Furies, they had to go on trial before the Kokri. They pled their case very eloquently. You know, Ironblood, due to his blood's high iron content, was able to make a hell of a case for the team. And while they weren't exactly found not guilty, they were found not guilty enough that they were allowed to face three trials. And if they could complete those trials, then they would be declared innocent and allowed to go free. Conversely, The Zoomers tried to escape from the little shack where they were being held, and they were instantly sentenced to death. No ordeals for you, no bead games, no pool noodle fights, straight into the fucking Well of Pain with these pesky teens. But the Well of Pain is really not so bad. Whether you're a superhero or you're a Kokri, this is kind of a breeze. It's kind of a walk in the park. Meanwhile, if you're found pretty much not guilty and you just have to go through the three ordeals, the last ordeal, you'll recall is being pushed into a death trap that no one in the history of Kokiri society has ever escaped. But if they're sure you're guilty and they would just want to straight up execute you, they throw you into the well of pain and it's like, okay, scorpions are going to slowly enter this room single file and they'll execute you. Or if you manage to kill the scorpions or block the scorpions or literally make a loud noise and scare the scorpions away, then we drop the charges and you walk. It is not a well of pain. It's a fucking jacuzzi of delights compared to what I'm going to face. If they think I'm innocent, I'm not even sure. I mean, given how hostile this environment is, given how aggressive the Kokri are and how dangerous they are with those mind blasts, I think the well of pain may be less painful than the general environment. I think the interior of this little bubble may actually be the least painful place in this whole horrid fucking podunk of a dimension. So, dumbest thing on this page when Kokri court finds you innocent, they subject you to a 100% lethal quote unquote test of your innocence. If they find you guilty, They execute you by throwing you into a room where you are subjected to, at most, mild Scorpion violence. This means that any group of two or more criminal Kokri should be effectively immune to the justice system, until such time as their community wises up and finds them innocent so they can be killed. Anyway, in the event, there's basically no way that any group of heroes, including the Secret Zoomers, can lose here. You're going to defeat the Scorpions, and the Secret Zoomers do just that, at which point they are free to go, anyone who has had their turtle suit confiscated has it returned, and they're on their way. In the Secret Zoomers case, onto the main complex, which we already covered over the last few episodes. This was just a little detour back in time through the Well of Pain to establish what the Secret Zoomers had been through before they got to the main complex, but now we've caught the Secret Zoomers up and all of our many, many heroes are ready to proceed through the magic of triangulation to the third and final building in this dimension, the Hidden Power Station. Join me next time for that on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day, except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big sode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com/megadumbcast. Contact me however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. This episode's music used under a Creative Commons license is Take Us to the Nearest Starbase by Astrometrics, whose work you can find at soundcloud.com slash astrometricsband.